Welcome to the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. Get ready to go behind the scenes with Amanda Flaker and listen in on private conversations she's had with powerful creators who are building the new world, as well as her thoughts on the Abundance Matrix. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Abundance Matrix Underground Podcast. Today, I'm sharing with you a random voice note that I started recording. I wasn't sure if I was going to share it anywhere, but um, it actually feels like it goes right along with the last two podcasts, all connected to creating anomaly um, in the twenty from the 2020 energy portal, and. Today, I, w- I had actually just re-listened to the latest episode that I posted specifically about the 2020 portal, and um, I had this like really powerful download starting to come through about two of the archetypes in this grid line that are being most affected right now, or not necessarily most affected, but strongly affected, everyone's being affected, um, strongly affected. And in a way that I don't always think is witnessed. And that is um, chameleons. In this recording, I call it chameleons and grid holders. Chameleons being the people who um, tend to populate certain uh, grids. Um, often often hold them together, often influential in them, or just one of the players. But I call them chameleons because... Usually they're the type of people who don't want to rock the boat, don't want to offend anybody, don't like sharing their personal views with anybody, don't want people to fight, don't want people to say things that are going to be intense. And I really believe that a lot of chameleon type of energy is being shaken right now. Like we're, we're having to, our grids are being shaken. And it's directly connected to the grid holders because of the transition of power that's happening and the influence that's shifting because of that. And I go into that in this recording, but um, the grid holders really, I believe, are a powerful archetype. And I say this in the recording that I'm about to share with you, but, and by the way, I'm outside right now. So if you hear like bells, I'm just walking around in my backyard. Um, the, The grid holders that are... I really think that the archetype of the grid holders, people that are influential in their grid, often people who people look to, to, to represent a certain grid or ideology or way of being, um, this archetype is the quickest to be put on a pedestal, the quickest to be kicked off a pedestal. Often no one, I I feel like some of the most unwitnessed, but easily judged energy. Um, but also, as I say in this recording, very, vulnerable to getting taken over by lack in ways, getting getting seduced, so to speak, by powerful principalities in the lack matrix. And so I wanted to speak to that. And I know a lot more is coming. I just, this, this particular recording that I'm about to share with you is about 20 minutes. So, um, it's just something that came out really quick, but I would love to hear if it resonates and, uh, it's just this this sort of thing I feel strongly needs to be witnessed, and we don't always get out of the victim aggressor savior paradigm enough to really truly witness the technology and the dynamics of what's going on and how it affects people. And so, if you feel like your grid is being shaken up, you're being asked to take a side or share how you feel, and you're someone who doesn't like <laughs> rocking the boat. 
um, this time might feel very intense for you. And it's really important to pay attention to the narrative you're telling about it because it, it connects you to your default timeline. And if you haven't listened to my last episode, um, which is, uh, 2020, I can't remember what I called it, but it's about using the 2020 portal to jump timelines. It's something like that in the title. I recommend listening to that maybe even before you listen to this one or at least after because it all kind of goes together. But if you feel, if you're feeling a lot of intensity in your grid and your narrative is somehow making it wrong, uh, pay attention to the story you're telling because it's going to get more intense, not less. And I think the energies are calling us all to truly step into our authenticity and people who are chameleons often they don't even know necessarily what their deepest authentic expression is because they're such peacekeepers and don't want to cause any waves and the grid holders are often strongly influenced by powerful principalities and in a similar way often don't know what their authentic expression is because we when you're a grid holder you get power by the people who who want you to represent them and so often we become very subject to other people influencing how we creatively express ourselves and this is a big big thing in our um, collective human story right now that is wanting and coming up to be transmuted and so if these energies feel intense to you and you've been interpreting it as something bad's happening something's wrong happening you're being punished in some way hopefully this will help you flip the narrative because this is really important and it's a part of um activating heaven on earth i think so to have heaven on earth we've got to have powerful grid holders and the grid holders have to be 100% sovereign and in their authentic creative desire so any part of us that is being influenced out of fear, guilt, or shame, we have to dissolve that. And it's, it's a powerful time to do so. So I hope you enjoy this episode. I hope you're having a great day. I'm outside drinking a green tea latte and enjoying the cloudy, rainy weather. It's actually really beautiful out here right now. So um, I love you and yeah, happy whatever day you hear this. The person who doesn't want to rock the boat, who wants to stay chameleoned, there's a couple things going on. One, There is a time and a place to stay undercover. And a big part of that is because you get data, you get information. And it doesn't even mean you, sometimes being undercover means you don't even know at a deeper level what you truly think about anything. It's a way that our more expanded selves allows us to come to the conclusion of what we truly think or believe because first we have to have no opinion about it. And when we're undercover, so to speak, when we, those of you who I'm speaking to are people who end up in places where there's strategic places and strategic grids with strategic people on the planet, you often don't even know how you got there or why you're there or why you're in these spaces. And these spaces are spaces that would normally never allow nobody would able to get th- be able to even get through who didn't deeply fall in line with the mimic program. So it's like you have this technology where you've been able to camouflage and make and, and weave your way through these circles and through these people. But actually, if people really understood, if you even understood the deeper intention of your soul and and what you actually 
truly believe about certain things, not even believe, what is it that I'm trying to say here? When your creative will is enact, enacted, you actually will spin out of these, these spaces, but you will um, expand them on your way out. And it's actually, you will forever change those spaces. And when I say your way out, it doesn't mean necessarily you're going to even leave your network, but the network will transform with you. So you'll line up to a completely different version of everybody in your reality, or you'll catapult completely out. And often when we're moving out of these spaces, it may feel like a punishment, especially if we've learned how to survive, because a lot of times you're in these circles and in these places because they are, um, they've held the grid and you've been powerfully working on the grid. And so you have a powerful reach when it comes to your resonance. And that is always attempted to be cultivated and managed and sometimes controlled by the people who powerfully hold the grid. And that's what I mean about these circles, like circles of influences, you could call it that. But here's the thing to understand at an even deeper level is that the circle of influence has completely changed. We are, there's still diehard people that are holding onto the old power structure and the people who held it together. But when it changes drastically, as drastically as it's changing, the former people who were the popular, cool, held it together people are are kind of now the opposite in a way when it comes to the big, huge collective shifts and everybody views them differently. It's why like overnight someone's public um, persona can change and it all is based on the narrative we're telling and how we're understanding the world. So anyone who represented our old narratives or our old systems that we may now know better or see better, we, we they just stop almost overnight having the influence or the power that they had before. And that is the that goes along with the terri- the territory of being a grid holder. You almost have to especially if you're going to represent represent in like a magnetizing way, you're the cool person, you're the one that pulls people together, you somehow um hold power, you somehow hold like uh some people believe you have control or your confidence makes people believe in it more. That when you're a grid holder and you haven't actually, how do I want to say this? The next level, let's put it this way. When you're a grid holder and the narrative shifts and all the false power goes away, all the faults, like all the BS that goes with the mimic program, which we can get caught up in, whether we realize it or not, it affects our ego. When that all disappears and dissolves, there's an ego death. There's a lot of emotional stuff that happens. It can feel like we're being punished, but really it's the biggest blessing of our entire lives because we're getting set free, which is what the deeper aspect of us has been asking for all along, especially grid holders specifically. It's funny because I'm like two different, I'm talking about two different people here. I started out talking about chameleons and then grid holders. So, um, they're directly connected. I'm seeing like undercover people in spaces where there are powerful grid holders, where the grid holders false sense of power is dissolving and you the chameleon grid holders are given a powerful opportunity for witness that can really help transform these people who have been former grid holders because you have just as much of an important mission on the other side of it it's just it's almost the opposite to heal your emotional body to heal your psychic grid it's almost the exact opposite of what you've been in before 
of the kind of power you held before. And it's actually some of the most beautiful, intimate, um, life-changing, powerful, incredibly it's it's the stuff nobody looks at like there's no camera on it but it's actually going to be the most powerful time of your life for the grid holders that are dissolving and for the chameleons that have been in these spaces um i what i'm seeing i guess the connection is is that when you when we powerfully feel like we have to we don't want to rock the boat this is the energy i was feeling at the very beginning of this we are afraid to be associated with certain people, even if we may not even have any problem with them personally, but to be, in a, to be associated with certain grid holders that represent powerfully a certain idea or a certain change or a certain way that challenges the status quo that maybe be the realm that we've felt sanctuary within. We've been given a sense of power. We've been given a sense of freedom. Um, we've been, we've been, we're safe, so to speak, in that realm. Um, all of that shifting right now, all the power structure structures are shifting. And so people that have held together those grids and especially chameleons that maybe don't even know what they truly believe, but they just follow the rules and they don't want to rock the boat. They want everyone to be happy. They want it to be peaceful. And so they're, they don't even want to look deeper under the surface of what they truly think or feel because they just want to keep the peace. These chameleon sort of energies and then these grid holders that hold together powerful grid spaces that have a polarizing effect. It's it's like whether you like it or not, for certain chameleons that have just not wanted to rock the boat, you your your you, the universe is shaking up your power grid. So it you are going to have to make a creative choice about the world that you want to invest your creative energy in. And it may most likely for the one, the people that I'm tuning into, it may, it probably will require you to either there's two different things, accept what's happening rather than trying to fight it in any way or placate it, placate it. Or I said that I recorded earlier and I, for some reason, can't say that word. Um, or, or try to just whatever you've done in the past to, to try to keep the peace. It's not going to work anymore. And so it's going to feel uncomfortable as your climax approaches, as like the arc of your story approaches, because we're all approaching a very powerful arc in our story. And the world will view that as negative, positive, right, wrong. We're being punished or we're being rewarded. That's all bullshit. We're transmuting the deepest, most powerful aspects of our lack narrative that's been programmed into us and that we've repeated and reinforced over and over and over and over through habit, most of which we're just not aware of because so much of it is collective habit, collective thought, powerful neural networks that have been formed because of us continually giving our power to a certain belief. So, and, and, and in particular, a belief in lack is what we're, we're talking about here, that all the narratives that have been formed in lack and the power structures that have been formed as a result of lack, they're all being challenged and shaken up right now. And, um, you know, there's this saying that you hear a lot of people say online these days is you want to be on the right side of nature, of, of not nature, <laughs> although that's probably more accurate, the right side of history. The, you're on the wrong side of history it's everyone wants to be the ones that are looked back at as the ones who did something about it the ones who said no the ones who put their big foot down but the pro- <laughs> the problem is is like it's like trying to predict 
who's gonna what what ideology is ultimately gonna win over that everyone's going to accept and because it could be one or the other and and we've the the people who fight for change in terms of ideology or situations that are oppressive are because the beliefs themselves are oppressive so it's there's something about having to go beyond that beyond the right side of history the wrong side of history and go deep into the narrative and on both sides of the fight and the war is a narrative of lack and until we transmute that narrative we're going to continue to create lack no matter how much we want to we just justify which type of lack is more acceptable based on who we decide is the bad guy who we decide is the good guy who we decide gets to be the savior or what we decide gets to save us, which changes all the time. Hence, that's why the insanity never ends. And that's why it requires us to go deeper. And I, that's why I keep seeing these power structures shake, being shaken up. And people who are powerful grid holders, who hold powerful influence or in powerful circles of influence, you're being like, it's you're the arc of your story is approaching. And what may be coming with that is a lot of uncertainty and a lot of um, like uh, it's th- things that feel uncomfortable, maybe a lot of intensity. And especially for the chameleons here, there's two different things. For the chameleons, it's uncomfortable because your natural instinct is just to keep the peace or like to appease everybody. You want everyone to get along. Um, and so it may feel there usually there's something deep deep, deep in your narrative about, um, intensity or disagreement being wrong. And if it's wrong, because in some way you maybe feel like you're, you're being punished because of it. And these are the deeper stories that we have to go in and witness and not just witness, but actually tell a different, it's like direct access to the default narrative that represents our default timeline that we line up to every time we activate the beliefs of lack and particularly the the unique ways like the unique beliefs we personally have about lack so without making this too complicated the main point here is that things just because things may feel intense and there's disagreement, and there's conflict, doesn't innately mean that it's bad or wrong. That's where the the script has to be flipped. That's where it has to be flipped, and that's ultimately what sets us free. And there's because we're talking power structures, and because we're talking egos, so for the people who are powerful grid holders, that maybe your influence is shifting, you don't have the same influence you had before, or the feedback that you've gotten all this time, maybe the collective eye that's on you is one that doesn't agree with you. And so it can suddenly make you feel like once you were right and loved and the next second you're wrong and you're not loved. And it's, it's like anyone who's, I think this is very historic for like political figures, for anyone who holds uh, circles of influence for actors or again, anyone who's public in any way, or who's like, a representative of something you you have to hold you're like the representative of an ideal so that's why people can put you up on a pedestal when we are 
praising certain ideals or and anyone who represents them and then just as quickly you can be kicked off your pedestal and this is why part of what you're learning to do is not internalize that because to be a grid holder is actually a a powerful calling because it's so tempting for the ego grid holders we need them and you're the most susceptible to being tempted by the ego of lack by sacrifice like the, the where the ego thinks where we we become too um entwined with this idea that we're better or above or right or good or the only it starts forming cult energy and then we start we our ego starts becoming obsessed with having to hold that image and it, it's it's very Oh, the ego death is difficult when you're a grid holder. It's difficult or it can be. It can feel very difficult anywhere where your ego has um, it's kind of sold out to lack. And that's okay because this is where a lot of witness and a lot of grace is required for you to give yourself a lot of grace, not to go to war with the parts of you that sacrificed, but actually witness it. Because in witnessing it, you'll feel, you'll get to the deeper part of where you were, every single one of us, wherever we sacrifice is where we've had trauma and where we've, where, where we've been programmed with strong beliefs and lack. And, and when we go to war with it, we actually reinforce the trauma because there's a part of us that needs to have the need met that's never been met. And when we go to war with it, we actually reinforce the idea that we're not worthy of it. And again, this is why cult energy gets so strong because then it all becomes about who's doing the best, who's sacrificing the most. Someone manipulates that and controls that. Some narcissist who felt like their whole life they were fucked and so they have to control everyone and everything in order for their reality to be good and nobody can ultimately please them and we all become obsessed with having to please the narcissist and be the one thing, the one person that they approve of amongst their world of disapproving everything. And... um it's, it's so deep in our human codes, but this is a powerful code that's being undone. The empath narcissist dynamic, the which is the exact dynamic that holds together the hierarchy of lack and the is all the isms, classism, racism, sexism, all the isms that come along with the whole concept that there's something better and there's something worse and you have to attain for what's better and you have to sacrifice to get there and whoever sacrificed the most is the winner. Whoever was the most victimized in the situation gets to be the one who bullies whoever didn't get victimized and we get we we get stuck in that we stay in it way too long because the ego gets totally completely possessed by its identity and lack whether it's victim aggressor savior or any variation at any time of all of those and grid holders i believe really hold um the psychic space for all of them and that's why if you can connect with all aspects of you, that you are the victim, you are the aggressor, you are the savior, you are the very people that you've given, you've let put you on a pedestal and you are the very people who are kicking you off your pedestal. That's you. And you're doing it because you love yourself because you need you, you realize your ego needs, um, you realize your authentic creative expression is being hindered by the ego that has been created in this dynamic. So it's an act of love and as uncomfortable as a lot of this feels and seems, um, 
there is so much power and love happening here. So anyway, I just wanted to share that with you guys. I just grabbed my phone and started recording. I didn't even know what for, but I'm sharing this somewhere. So wherever you hear it, (laughs) it's where I decided to share it. But for some reason, I feel this really strong dynamic happening with grid holders and then with chameleons and a big shakeup there. And it's why a lot of people will feel betrayed and hurt and and the more we get stuck in the narrative of who's right, who's wrong, who's the bad guy, who's this ultimate agenda, the more our energy gets drained and we, the harder we make it for ourselves. The best thing we can do is take a deep breath, reconnect to our creative instincts and our creative urge, let go of the narrative around us. I make this sound easy. It can be, but it's not necessarily, depending on how deep our ego's tied to these stories and even then it's like okay well witness if it's hard for you then allow yourself to witness why because there's probably more trauma there it's so important not to go to war with yourself and the only reason we hold back from seeing the truth or um, feeling and connecting with our creative authentic expression is because again in the lack matrix we've made it bad or wrong to actually um feel the authentic truth because the authentic truth would pop us out of the illusion of power and it we the the part of our ego that is taken over is dying in that and it doesn't want to it wants to stay alive and that's all that's really happening and so the more we can just get I mean I know it it goes really deep and it gets really painful and it, it involves literal war and trauma and killing and everything else on this planet ideologies that are harmful all of it. But at the end of the day, it's still our programming, our narrative and what we're doing with our creative instincts and our creative energy and how we're investing it. And we, the more of us that become aware of what's happening and choose witness over war, choose surrender over sacrifice, choose investing our pearl of great price over condemning the story and condemning who we are, the more we'll step into the reality that the future that's made that that's part of the arc of our story the arc of humanity it it does get better and there is why would we tell story after story after story after story after story of triumph and not have an ultimate arc for our story of humanity we're just going to make ourselves extinct and that's it why would we tell ourselves these stories there's a reason we know your your human spirit knows there's an arc to this story and it's pretty epic so get on the arc Amen.